Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there once again and welcome to this, the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 186, entitled Business Liability Insurance versus None. It was published on Thursday, the 2nd of July, 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I would sure appreciate it if you felt like spreading the word about WP Builds. We produce a lot of specific to WordPress content each and every week. We do that on our website and also on YouTube, and we post to things like Twitter and also in our Facebook group, and I'd be delighted if you wouldn't mind sharing it. Whatever way works best for you, if you're a heavy Twitter user, we're at WP Builds. If you're into Facebook, well, you could just share the links out as and when you see them. But yeah, I would really, really appreciate that. If you use a podcast player, so for example, Apple Podcasts, a review would be very nice as well, because I understand that those those reviews build up and help Apple to put our podcast in front of an audience. So this is a bit of a plea from me. If you wouldn't mind doing that, I'd be most grateful. If you want to stay in touch with all that we do, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and there's ways of keeping updated by all the content that we produce. So there's two lists on there, one to be updated when we produce content and one to be updated when we hear about WordPress deals. There's also things like subscription links for favorite podcast players and our Facebook group. And I would really encourage you if you're listening to this and you haven't joined our Facebook group to do that. It's got two and a half plus thousand WP users and it's a very very polite group indeed so I would highly recommend it so that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe Another link to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a searchable, filterable list of WordPress deals. It's there 365 days of the year, and I describe it like Black Friday. So if you're in the market for something this week, go check that out. Also, if you would like to put your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, and we may be able to help with that. We do audio ads, which you'll hear in a moment, but also we do ads on our website and in our emails as well. So that's wpbuilds.com builds.com forward slash advertise. We look forward to getting you on the podcast. A couple of things that are happening this week. We've obviously got the news happening every Monday. We've also got the series that I'm doing with Sabrina Zayden, 0 to 10k plugin installs. Join us each Tuesday, 2 p.m. UK time at wpbuilds.com forward slash live and you can find out how we're doing trying to market our plugins. It's a really interesting experiment. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, really anything. The best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okie dokie. Let's get stuck into today's podcast. We have an interesting episode. It's all about public liability insurance versus none. I know that a lot of you might be just doing website building as a bit of a hobby and handing them over to your friends or potentially some clients. And do you need to have insurance if that's your setup? Maybe you're working for an agency and that agency absolutely has to mandated have in some kind of insurance setup. Maybe you're a freelancer with a thriving business. So do you need it in that situation? 
what are the kind of things that people are going to come after you for? Is it necessary or is it something that insurance salesmen scare us with that we don't really need? David and I clearly are not experts in insurance and we just thrash this subject about today and it's really interesting. So I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, in today's debate, we are discussing business liability insurance versus having none. Nathan, this is going to be a really difficult one for us, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, actually. I think of all the debates we've had, this is the one where we're going to probably go out on a bit of a, a limb and talk about things where we where we really are, are in, in opposition to a lot of people, uh, in that I think people have very strongly differing views on this. The, the reason I say that is because we, we asked a few of our friends on a mm. video call what their thoughts were about this, and they, they were sort of fairly polarized. And then we, we found track down threads in various Facebook groups, including one which we set up on our, in our own Facebook group. And mm. there, were, there, were just, there were just such differing opinions. Um, so we'll see, see how this goes. But I think there are, there are legitimate things to be said on both sides. I think if you have taken the position mm. that you've got the money to do the liability insurance well you, you're definitely not losing anything except a small amount of money but obviously yeah. you know if you um if you don't take that position and you think i'm just not going to have any i've saved myself a few hundred pounds or dollars a year that's fine too but let's get into it and see yeah, there is a bit of terminology. I mean, I guess you might share the link on the Smashing Magazine mm. article that's on this, which yeah. is pretty good stuff there. I mean, there are different terms for it. We're talking about um, in the UK, I think it's called professional indemnity insurance. And I think elsewhere it can be professional in uh, liability or errors and omissions insurance. So there are different things we're talking about here in terms of the terminology. Yeah. But that's what we're talking about. And the Smashing Magazine article is great because it, it relates this kind of insurance to the job that we do. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. So you're going to take the, the four having this kind of insurance yes which is which is a little bit disingenuous because on the whole i don't have anything like this uh, i come from a background of my father is well was he's now long since retired but he he sold uh, insurance and he ran an insurance uh -huh. company and this stuff was drilled into me you know protect yourself protect yourself whatever line of work you're in just make sure you've got the insurance and obviously in the uk there's a whole tranche of things which you may not possess unless you have insurance mm. so as an example um you may not possess a mortgage uh, on your house mm. unless you've got some insurance and the same would go for your car you're not allowed to drive a car around mm. until you've got some insurance and um and i do remember seeing things in the past where where people say that that it is a requirement for a uk business to have insurance and i'm not sure at what point the line is drawn there whether that's uh, like a free, a freelancer or a sole trader as we call them or if that's something slightly different if you've got employees i believe you've got to have insurance there is some yeah. some requirement uh, in law that if you if you you know if you literally have a payroll and you're paying people they've got to have protections which which makes sense but that doesn't fit with my model anyway the reason i was saying all that is i have a my my family has a background in dealing with insurance and yet i don't appear to have any 
<laughs> and neither do I. And and the, for us in the UK, with our type of business, not employing other people, we don't have a legal requirement for right. our profession to have it. So we do know that much at least. But I'm not sure if that's true of the rest of the world. No. And again, that that is that is something to be said right at the start. There are so many different terminologies and phrases and different ways of saying things. And also, I think different cultures, different societies and different countries have mm. a really different approach to to insurance you know insurance is the bedrock of a of an awful lot of things in different parts of the world for example healthcare in the united states seems to be driven by the insurance model whereas in the mm. uk it's just not and i wonder if if these kind of things come into play a little bit we have a different approach to whether whether you should be suing people uh, whether suing is necessary <laughs> whether suing even really ever happens I have to confess that I don't really know anybody that goes around suing people and I don't know anybody that has been sued particularly. So I am shielded from that, I suppose. Yeah. And maybe we should just say as well, it's a very small sample in these groups that we looked at. But the one thing that we did know is that nobody who has the insurance that we know of has yet made a claim. Yes, that that did come out, didn't it? There was a a lot of people in different scenarios talking about why they thought it was very important and protecting themselves and you know laying out the the reasons which we'll no doubt got, get onto but it was it was interesting that nobody said yes I have deployed this insurance it saved my bacon on a number of occasions or even once you know so mm, that yeah. that was quite telling and I wonder if um I, I wonder exactly that if we're sort of scaring ourselves into talking about needing insurance as opposed to actually needing it. Obviously, caveat emptor, if you have employees, you have to. It's the law. But if, like me, you're a freelancer, it's it's a nice thing to have. Um, And obviously, you can't get it after the fact. And that's a a point that quite a few people make. You won't need it until the day that you need it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's your job to scare me into needing one of these, so... Well, yeah. I suppose I suppose that the the thing here is is exactly that. It is scaring, isn't it? And the the point being mm. that you don't know what the future holds. You know, you you sort of blindly go on, do your work, um, and you don't really know what is in the the mind of the person that you're dealing with. You know, they seem they seem very nice. Mm. You sign all the contracts, if indeed you have contracts, which no doubt we'll get onto. And everything seems to be going swimmingly. And then something, some little trigger happens. Maybe it's a boss pointing something out that doesn't work. Maybe it's a company that's struggling financially and needs to needs to have a have a reward which you promise them and so on and so forth when you are building the project for them. And they just turn around and come after you. Now, in my case, I I have very little in reserve. So if somebody were to come after me in law and request X amount of tens of thousands of pounds and they've got a, a good lawyer, then I, I'm, in, I'm in big trouble because I simply don't have the financial reserves to fight this. Um, I don't really know what I would do in terms of, you know, f- shutting up shop, running away, um, those kind of things, you know, literally saying, well, I'm, I'm out of business, forget about it, let's just move on, mm. you, you're not going to get me because I don't exist anymore kind of thing. But um, mm. I mean, that's the point is that you don't really know. And, you know, if, if you're relying on this web design business to, to provide your income, you don't really want that hanging over your head. It's like the sword of Damocles. And I think that's what you're buying. In most cases, my experience is that nobody's suing anybody else. I just don't know of anybody who, who's got a story to tell where they deployed their insurance 
deployed their insurance and it was successful and it protected them. I just don't know any stories like that. So what mm. I think you're really buying is peace of mind at a fairly low cost. So let's start there. It's just mm. something to keep you sleeping at night, something to keep the wolf from the door, something to stop you fretting that some bizarre situation, which could happen, will happen. Mm. Yeah, and I haven't really got a counter to that. It's interesting because we've been asking people about this because we're going to talk about it, and it's made me more fearful and it's made me look at options for me to insure myself because of that peace of mind. But I still end up reverting back to the fact that because of my type of business being very much a collaboration where there's equal responsibility, I'm just bringing my skills to, you know, to their organization. I still find it hard to imagine. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> In a way, I, I don't need that peace of mind because I don't want to be fearful. And I think if, if it got to the situation where I felt one of the clients that I picked up came after me, I would just get out of this business. Right. That's an interesting position, isn't it? And you're quite unique in that, I would have thought, because if you've already mentally made that made that jump, you know, if it if mm. if the the proverbial hit the fan, I could just shut mm. up shop and move on. I suspect there's many people who simply couldn't do that. You know, they've got mouths to feed, mm. they've got mortgages to pay, and so on and so forth. So your mm. lifestyle and the decisions that you've made around the the place where you live and the work that you do allows you to have that. But also, I suppose it's bolstered by the fact that you've been doing it for so long and nobody's been litigious with yeah. you. Um, yeah. But it is interesting. I am. Here's an example. Whenever I buy my, let's say, car insurance. Now, I have to buy my car insurance. I don't have any choice about that. If I wish to drive my car, I have to have it for, mm. for fear of being, um, you know, having an accident and then being found not to have it and getting in deep trouble with the law. But I am persuaded quite often when I get insurance to buy the little bolt-on extras that I don't really need. Now, in the UK, it won't bore you, but you can buy various different levels of car insurance and you can pay more for more protection. And the, I, I always seem to end up with the more protection one. Uh -huh. you know, I always seem to like go, oh, that, yeah, okay, I'll add that £40 on. Yeah, that sounds like, a, sounds like a feature I could do. Yeah, do I need my keys replacing? Yeah, that sounds good. I'd like my keys replacing. Do I? And so my point being that I think, <laughs> I think that peace of mind obviously does mean something to me. And in your case, it, it's not important enough because you, you've, you've weighed it up and you thought, oh, I'll just close up shop and move on. But having that peace of mind, I feel, is the, the, the real benefit here. It, it's not that you're actually actively preventing things from happening because they don't seem to be a feature of, of the, the industry that we're in. Maybe it happens more than we know, but I think, I think that's the thing. You, you're literally just buying the, the thought that, well, if somebody does come after me, I can just literally turn that around, give it to my insurance company, they'll hire some lawyers and it'll all go away and I'll be fine. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to bolster your side a bit with this one. I'm just wondering, there's some people that we know where relationships have broken down and it's been over things like project delays or, or scope creep. And the people I've known who've got a fair bit of money on this have just refunded them. They've taken the loss and just given back the money and that's it. That's the end of the relationship. I'm just wondering if you had that insurance, might you just feel more inclined to just say, OK, n no, you know, this is how it is. You're not getting your money back. And then it's up to them to go to the lawyers. Right. I, I think that's true. I think if you have that 
insurance and you know that you can rely on it especially if it is something where it's and and when we were recording earlier we mentioned this as probably the the biggest thing not not just the fact that you can sleep at night but when it comes to money the actual mm. you know the client simply not paying or paying incredibly late cash flow problems that kind of thing i think if you had the insurance you would right you, you've got some recourse um you know, you're paying your thirty pounds a month or whatever it might be to your insurance company. That's a very small and modest cost. However, if you were to go to a lawyer and set up proceedings to get some money out of somebody, you're going to be paying thousands before anything's even started. And so it's like yeah. um, it's like a tiny little bit of money just to give you that peace of mind. Just and I, but I think you're right. It would it would encourage me to be more. Um, how should we say to go after people? But I've just. I don't think I've got that in me much anyway. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. kind of like run away from these problems and say, look, we're just going to stop working. We'll we'll refund whatever at this point. I'll just walk away from this project. Or, you know, you've paid us so much. You're being unreasonable now. Let's just stop. I'll keep what we've done. I'll give you everything. You can have the code. You can have all the, the work, the, the rights to the whole thing. There you go. That's yours. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've made my point, and I think that's how I would handle it. Somebody else in the WP Builds group said that they kept, they didn't have insurance. I think they were the only person in that thread that said they just kept some money aside for these kind of eventualities. And I, I guess I feel like that. I think I'm in an, a, a fortunate situation in the sense that although I don't, you know, earn a great deal of money from the business I do, I do live through traveling traveling cheaply mm. and and I've got a little bit of reserve money so it doesn't feel like that and I do think you know if I was in a different situation where my living costs were much higher and I felt under pressure to take on people that I wouldn't vet in the usual way I think I would end up I would lean towards buying this as that protection yeah well that's interesting isn't it in the, the business model and the, the the affordability of your lifestyle really has a material effect on this but also the, the 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 fear of having things that you've been accustomed to sort of stripped away from you, that, you know, that, that your mortgage might not be paid, that somebody might use up so much of your time and, you know, mental health. You know, somebody comes after you, all of the stress that that creates trying to trying to formulate a, a legal argument for yourself. Because I suppose if somebody comes after you and you've got none of this insurance and they've got some really good lawyers, you yeah. are basically toast. You know, they're, they're going to find a way uh, through your contract, no matter how well your contract's written. There's probably a way to leverage it open and destroy you. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, th I think fear yeah. is, is a big part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And the Smashing uh, Magazine article is very much about disabusing people of the idea that the contracts are going to protect you and they're not really are they that's just some sort of a basic agreement what's in the terms there but still if somebody's dissatisfied or has a different interpretation of what that contract meant you know it still goes to court and you still need to be able to sort of defend yourself I have a very strange little anecdote which is nothing to do with web development I used to work in a travel company and every year this guy would phone up and he would order a holiday and after ordering his holiday he would um, pay for his holiday and then he'd say, I won't be paying for this. I will get it all back off you. And it was the same guy. Under law, we had to, <laughs> we had to provide him with a holiday, even though we knew like, as soon as this guy's holiday booking came through, everybody would gather around and try to like, OK, I wonder how he's going to do it this year. And every year he did it. And every year the, uh, the travel company, which was a big travel company, would would modify their contracts to shore up the tiny little caveat, the little hole that he'd managed to figure out. 
And every year <laughs> he would order his holiday and he would get it for free. Uh, it was just cat and mouse and he always won. I don't know if that still goes on, but it was quite interesting. And so that's the point, right? If you've got a contract, unless it's unless you've spent a lot of money and had it looked over and it's really bespoke for the project that you've undertaken, I wonder how much yeah. protection you're actually giving yourself. My, my guess is it's it's not a lot. But also, to extend that, how much protection are you really getting well, from the people who are insuring you as well? I mean, you know, that's the game, isn't it? As soon as you make a claim, they're looking for ways not to pay you. That's the insurance that's their business, isn't it? Their business is to take yeah. money and pay pay nothing out. Um, and, yeah. You know, we've all heard stories about people who've been screwed by their insurance company because there was just something that they, they forgot to do. They forgot to fill out a form or they forgot to declare that, I don't know, they've added something to their car or that they've, you know, modified their house in this modest way. And, um, and they, they, yeah, that's a really good point in that, you know, even if you've got insurance, is it worth the paper it's written on? If you suddenly get sued for a ton of money, will the insurance company figure out their own legal way to get out of, you know, you, you, well, you didn't do what you promised you would do in that contract. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, being in WordPress, I think we get out of one of the issues that's mentioned in Smashing Magazine, which is the kind of copyright infringement and intellectual property um, aspect of this, because most of us will be working with uh, GPL licenses. Mm. And will then be able to, you know, because no one owns the code, it, it belongs to your client as much as it does to you and everybody else in the world. So surely that's one angle where working in WordPress, we don't really need it, where perhaps people who are building from the ground up with code, a platform for their clients would be in a different situation. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. I mean, do, do you do you talk about this explicit with your clients when they when it comes to the point of well let's say signing the contract or handing the project over do you discuss that you know that the code doesn't belong to you it doesn't belong to them it kind of belongs to everybody do you go through all of that and reassure them in other words protect yourself yeah i think as much as time will allow i mean somebody who comes to us are coming to wp corner shop so wordpress i explain is what it is most of them know what wordpress is and but i wherever early on i say why i use this platform and that is one of the main key reasons for it is that it's your code but i do use premium software but effectively it point of handing it over to them it is always up to theirs and mm. it's their choice whether they continue to pay the licenses or stay with us so yes most of the time and it is in some kind of terms and conditions but i don't have a contract i just have terms and conditions when they they pay they're supposed to look at them um so do you you don't have a contract just because you've never felt it necessary or you had one in the past and just decided it wasn't worth the paper it was written on how did you come to that I came, well, largely because a lot of my work came through a colleague of mine who never did it anyway. Right. And and I was, I was kind of keen for the idea because it seemed professional. But as time's gone on and I've moved the model much more towards this collaboration and training idea, it's never seemed appropriate. And, that, and we've talked about this before. I've moved very much to this agile way. So there can't be some of the other things that the Smashing Magazine argues for. It can help you with that kind of scope creep and project delays. Well, in my model, they don't exist. Right, because, because they're you're buy, working they're with buying the client. A day. Mm. Yeah, they're buying a day at a time. And that's the point. In theory, why I feel I don't need the insurance, and I could be a complete fool over this, is the fact that 
they probably couldn't take me because they were unhappy with the result because I'm not promising it. They're buying uh, a session of certain number of hours and then they buy another. So they're only putting a very limited amount of money down each time. And surely they can only complain about the last time they paid. That's you know, an interesting not the time. one. And it, it, this is one thing that always baffles me about the law is, but the law is, is, is the law whether you know it or not. Um, yes, you know, that is yes. to say that you can't you can't claim ignorance of the law as a as a legitimate um, as a yes. legitimate tool of defending yourself. You know, just because just because you didn't know it was illegal to do this thing, or or that you know somebody um, shouldn't be doing this thing, it doesn't mean that you can get away with it. And I don't know. I honestly have no idea if your your assumptions there hold any water. Um, I just don't know. It would be interesting if somebody did come after you, whether you could get away with that. You know, the fact that you paid for this day and then you paid for another one subsequently, whether that's some sort of unwritten contract of agreement that everything's running smoothly. I suppose you could argue it the other way. You know, you're you're paying for the next one because the first one would just didn't get you what you wanted, and the next <laughs> one because the other one didn't get you what you wanted. You just try every time you're trying to shore up the problems that the previous session created. Yes, that that is a good argument. I still think it would be hard. It would be hard for someone to take me to court and say they were unhappy with this and they weren't happy because they wouldn't have mentioned it and shown any proof. And I would always have some proof that they were happy. Uh, yes, you, yes, they have to sign it off. So it would be quite tricky for them to say it. I think the area where my model, which isn't the, similar to most, would, and I think we're all for this one, is negligence. The, anything mm -hmm. that they find that they believe is your fault. You know, I do the hosting and care if their site's been down. Was it my negligence, you know? Do you protect yourself in that way in that do you make it very clear, I think you mentioned this earlier, that your hosting is is not really done by me you're paying me but i'm just passing that money over to digitalocean yeah. in your case do you do you say that explicitly that this is what your hosting is or do you even get them to set up their own hosting because i know that's a lot of people's uh, get out with this one isn't it you know go and get your own hosting then it's up to you to to worry about whether things are down or not yeah, I think I've been worrying about this kind of negligence thing all the time. So yes, in a way, again, terms and conditions tell people when they buy it, what they're actually buying. They're buying for me to look after their sites and put it on this hosting, which I don't hide. <laughs> mm. And that's it. And this hosting doesn't provide me any, any kind of, I can't make any claims against DigitalOcean in my case because it's very clear in their terms that you cannot. So maybe they will, maybe there's what they say wouldn't hold up as well if I decided to take them to court, but I think I would lose. And yeah. I, I, I'm working on the same basis, but I, I guess it's advice. I mean, the big thing is we like to set ourselves up for our value in this industry as consultants, don't we, a little mm. bit? Mm. And I think that's where I would be in the most danger where I've given people advice. Yes, I think that's one of the things that came up in the threads that was most interesting to me is that people were protecting themselves against the the, the, the things that they said, really, as much as anything else. Mm. You know, advice, like you say, you know, I've given you some some top tips about SEO and it turns yeah. out that actually that was a calamity. The, the <laughs> SEO tanked up based upon what I told you to do. And in many cases that, that would be catastrophic. You know, I don't know, you've got a business selling widgets and you're doing very nicely. Thank you very much. 
and they come to you for SEO advice and you, you issue what you believe to be the correct SEO advice and you write it down what they should do and they follow those instructions and then it all goes pear-shaped. Their, their website disappears off the internet and nobody's buying anything anymore. Those kind of things are so ephemeral and difficult mm. But we do issue loads of device. You know, go with go with this hosting company. Pick this piece of software. Go with this plugin. Go with this. I don't know. Um, this this SEO tactic. Uh, use this tool to to create your funnels. All of this stuff. And that was what surprised me in our thread is that the amount of people who who were keen to protect themselves against the words that they said and the advice that they gave. And I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think it is. And there is a little bit, I, I even I acknowledge it. I mean, I like to think that effectively my business is still small and it is friends of friends that I'm still looking after in collaboration. But I do see even within that, there is a sort of cat and mouse between us about responsibility. You know, they would love really for me to just say, when they've got a decision to make, they would like me to just give them one categorical answer and be clear. But then as soon as I do that, then I'm taking the responsibility for that decision. And if I don't give them that clarity and give them all, well, actually, you know, you will have to decide because there's this pros and cons that I see, you know, and mm. no one can agree on these things. So you'll have to decide. It's not so great for the relationship to do that. It's too much too much of a headache for them. So I think there was always that. So I think I'm arguing myself that I really ought to get some insurance now. Yeah, do you know what? The, the more that we talk about it, the more it does seem like that seems to be the sensible posture. Interesting, the, the relationship thing, I think, is a crucial thing, though. And the, the, the business model that you've created for yourself is is so different from what most of us are doing in that most of us are requesting people to essentially give us a brief um, give us some information, hand over some text, hand over some assets, and then we'll get on with it and then we'll hand it over and hopefully everybody will look at it and go, yeah, that's great. Just modify this and, and we'll be good. But So that, that model is very much hands-off and... There's there's likely to be problems in that in that you know you could go back with the, the the demo site that you've built or the staging site and they're just utterly shocked and appalled. It's nowhere mm. nowhere near what we su suggested we wanted building, and you dig your heels in thinking, well, I can't start again. I've already invested a hundred hours in this, and so there's a problem. You know, all of a mm. sudden the the lines of defence go up and things start to go pear shaped, and maybe that's when the lawyers come out. But in your model, it's like tiny little steps built with them. So I feel yeah. that you've got a really legitimate use case for not buying insurance. Um, it just feels like you, you have protected yourself a lot because you're speaking to these people on the phone. They're, they're with your guidance, they're learning how to use WordPress. It's more of, a, it's more of an educational experience that, as much as it is a website building experience. Yeah, I think you can get yourself caught up. I mean, I feel it's a bit of maturity now with being around for a long time and not having to worry too much about the income has allowed me to be a little bit more relaxed with how. But I don't think it's a good model. I think I'm too <laughs> ethereal with my kind of conversations. People to kind of just want to say, I'm the expert. <clears throat> you need this. That's it. We're going to do it this way where I'm always constantly trying to throw back the responsibility for them. I'm helping them with their site. Here's things you want to consider rather than, you know, this is what I say you should go with. Mm. 
and mm. it, it's but but there are some but even so because of the model is towards moving people forward to getting their websites built that's been my thing i will do whatever it takes to get it done so if somebody pays me for a certain length of time and they don't have the copy it's like well look, i'm going to put stick the copy in for you and that's gone okay you know yeah. or i've chosen some stock images for them right but again, I, you know, down the line, it's possible. I did have a fr- I've done a site for a friend. I mentioned this to you, and I know he was joking with this one, but he really handed it over to me to just put all the copyright. So they just can't do it, and what you're doing is fine, so just do it. But I did it, and it was happy, and he didn't want to change anything. He was happy with what was done, but he did make the comment, if we don't sell any of the thing that this website is set up for, I'm blaming you. And I thought, yeah, I'm... Absolutely certain he was joking, but it does make me think. Yeah, maybe, maybe he could. Yeah, it, it's interesting because we've talked about this largely from the point of view of protecting us from clients yeah. coming at us. But of course, uh, there's the flip side, isn't there? There's the um, there's yeah. us going after them um, because of the things that they didn't do. I mean, the the the, the biggest one, I suppose, would be non-payment, right? Just. You know, yeah, a ten thousand pound website, and you've paid the deposit, and it's time to time to pay the the outstanding balance. It's just crickets, and you may <laughs> you may have all sorts of interesting things up your sleeve, like, well, I'm not going to hand the the website over. Well, well, that's great. Okay, maybe they don't want it anymore. Maybe they just got yeah. fed up and thought, right, well, we've paid five thousand. Let's just write that off. But we're not going to give yeah. you the the other five, even though you've built the thing. So. There is that, you know, there's going after clients. I have to say, I've just, I've not even come close to needing anything like this. I don't know if you have, but there's never been a point where things have gone so pear-shaped that I've thought, hmm, I think it's time to crack open the lawyers. For me, it's always a a phone call, an email, trying to be accommodating and trying to be as polite as possible. It's always worked out, but, you know, I am not yeah. the typical person in that respect, and I'm not doing giant projects where l- literally people's lives are at, or livelihoods, I should say, are at stake. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I, you know, and I can see that. I mean, all I need to do is to move, move back permanently to London, and I think, you know, if somebody doesn't pay me, it's going to cause me huge problems, and I, I feel like I might need insurance like this. Mm. Um, you know, instantly, I can see um, it, all of this, isn't it? It's balancing risk all the time, but I, I, I think there isn't a, there can't be a possible black and white with this one because, really, you and I are both balancing the risks against the people that we've dealt with, what's happened in the past and what we're comfortable to be able to refund, you Mm. know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 honestly, any project that I've taken on, I am happy to to refund it. It's it's not been ever like make or absolute calamity break. So I think that probably colours the whole thing. Whereas, you know, somebody that we spoke to the other day, he talked about all of the reasons why he's got the insurance and all yeah. of it made perfectly good sense. And then he told us how much it costs and it wasn't a lot of money. It was a, it was a really affordable amount of money and, and he was totally yeah. happy to pay that, even if he'll never use it. And over the lifetime of his business, he'll probably spend £10,000. I'm just plucking that number out of thin air. £10,000 on insurance and he's not used it once. But it's yeah. provided him the capability to sleep at night. Yeah, and I've seen with other people reporting the kind of the amount that they're paying. It's similar with our friend. It's within that kind of twenty to thirty dollar range. Mm-hmm. 
um, per month. And somebody else mentioned as well in the WP Bills group that they're, what they're paying out in insurance is 1% of their um, turnover, I think. Right. You know? So yeah. it's, it wasn't a great deal of money. So maybe we're fools, Nathan. I think, I think honestly, we are. I think we've got to change our ways, David. I think we've talked ourselves into uh, into going and buying some insurance. Now the question is, which insurance do we buy, and for how much? How much is your business worth? Do you want to go for like the 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 ten million ceiling, one hundred thousand? What is that? How do you even decide? I well, I know. I mean, I think the Smashing Magazine article starts off with citing that you know. You can, to full cover or something could be going for something that they're citing pounds. I think it was a hundred thousand pounds running to millions. And as soon as you read that at the beginning of the article that you kind of, I'm surprised I got to the end of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't think anybody could come after me for a great deal of money simply because the, the thing that I'm delivering isn't worth a great deal of money. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, I think we've decided that one then get yourself some insurance, David. Yeah, yeah, I've lost, haven't I? Well, I think, well, not really, because, you know, I think we've both come to the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, shall we knock it on the head? Indeed. Okay, bye-bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. I always enjoy chatting with David about such things. Really, an area that I have no real expertise in, but it was interesting to see the kind of things that we come out with. Clearly, a lot of you will feel that this is absolutely necessary. You want to cover your back. Other people might think, well, I'm just putting money down the drain and I'm getting scared by the insurance salesman. Either way, if you've got any thoughts on this, please comment over at WPBuilds.com. You'll find the show note episode at the top of the homepage, and then you can click on that and make some comments over there, or head over to our Facebook group, WPBuilds.com forward slash Facebook, and over there you'll be able to make comments on the thread concerning this particular episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, really anything. The best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out at absplittest.com. Okie dokie. Hopefully we'll see you at some point during the next week. Next Thursday will be our podcast episode, a bit like this, but it will probably be an interview. And then, of course, we've got the Monday weekly news, which I bring out at 7 a.m. UK time. And also we do our live weekly news, 2 p.m. UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. I'll be joined by some WordPress experts as we discuss the weekly WordPress news. And as I said at the top of the show, I'm joined by Sabrina Zidane every Tuesday, 2 p.m. UK time, same URL, forward slash live. And we'll be discussing how it is that we're managing this week, trying to get people to notice our plugins. Right, I'm going to fade in some incredibly strange music this week. I hope that you enjoy it. Bye bye for now.